What up, drinkers? That's right. It's another episode of Music and Brews with Johnny and Brian. Uh, this week, we have an incredible interview uh, with the one and only Flavia. Flavia is an artist, a uh, pop, dark pop artist, we could say, based out of um, L.A., and she is incredible. Super cool. Uh, what a great conversation. She is just blowing up. I love it. Uh, she is fantastic. And what's so exciting about this also is if you recently listened to our Cami Petten episode, Flavia's brand new single is with Cami Petten. That's right. They know each other. We're all interconnected here in this world. Uh, their new single is called, and I really hope I say this right, Sepulveda. Sepulveda? It's S-E-P-U-L-V-E-D-A. Look up Flavia, F-L-A-V-I-A, or Cami Petten uh, from our last or a couple episodes ago. And you can find this latest single. They have it all plastered all over social media. It's on both their Instagrams. It's on their Spotify's and, and all of the above. Uh, so check that out. It's it's incredible and it's so cool to see our our people that we interview get together and, and do these um, tracks together and stuff like that. It's really cool. It's all it feels all interconnected. It's wonderful. She has a bunch of incredible songs like Ripe and Them. Does she like it rough? I just it's really cool. Like her style and her lyrics, it's all very awesome. We love it, and she was great to talk to. Um, again, came in, coming from L.A., so it was, it was really cool to get her perspective on the pop scene and you know her live shows and everything like that, uh, and it was a blast. This was a great episode. The beginning of this episode uh, had some technical difficulties, so if you're a little confused right off the bat, it's because... I was there, and then I wasn't, and then she was there, and then I came in. Uh, this was over Zoom. We ended up doing it over Zoom. This was on an uh, – usually we do it weekday nights, but this one was on a weekend. So it, it was all over the place. We were I was confused. I was having issues with my um, – just me. I was, I was just having issues. That's pretty much it. But – it ended up working out great. This was a great conversation. So thank you to Flavia. Make sure you check her out on all the social medias and Spotify and all that. Again, that's Flavia, F-L-A-V-I-A. Just how it sounds. And make sure you check out Music and Brews. Check out all our last episodes, including Cami Penton's and, and everyone. Riley Keegan was another recent one. Um, yeah, it's we've had some absolutely incredible... Uh, interviews lately and uh, Rocky Brown was the last one Chelsea which is a rock band super cool uh, and make sure you check out our older episodes um, including like just Johnny and I so me and Johnny just we used to just do us two inter uh, conversations not really interviews and uh, we would do topics and lists and stuff and that was a blast we're gonna get back to it so Johnny and I had so many interviews lined up that right now we're we're kind of just doing some writing, and um, it's the holidays, you know what I mean? So we have enough in the, in the uh, burner, as they say, to keep releasing throughout the end of the year. So we're going to keep doing that, so make sure you keep following us and keep listening, because we got tons more interviews to that are heading your way. So check that out. Make sure, you, if you're not following us already, to follow 
to like, to give us five stars. Um, keep updated with all of our goings on. So thank you so much, guys. I won't waste any more time. Uh, let's just get into this interview with Flavia. So grab a beer, a brew, a brewski, pop that top, take a sip, and let's do it. Hello. Hello. Thank you. I'm now officially upgraded to three quarters human. (laughs) (laughs) What did you do now, Brian? I'm I'm working on two different uh, keyboards. Uh-huh. So I'm like confused in which one I'm just typing on. Hi, Brian. I didn't see you in our last Hi. moment of yes. chat. <laughs> I was confused. I'm terrible at Zoom. I thought I was already in and Johnny wasn't letting me in, but it was just giving me the video sample. Like, this is what it's going to look like. And I was like, where's everybody? And I'm just sitting there. <laughs> were, you like ta- were you like talking for like 10 minutes? No. Just like, hey. No, hey, guys. Weird. What's up? Not that weird. I'm <laughs> Yep. While you were gone, Brian yelled at me because I, I I grabbed my first the first shirt that I could find, threw it on, and it was like a nice shirt. And he was like, "I'm in a tank top. Come on!" And I was like, "I guess I'll go find another one." Now you're yeah. the tank top crew. You're like the the black and white angel devil. Yeah. Is there a tag on your shirt? I, it is. It's a little little. Uh, Cute. It's, it's my favorite. But Johnny, yeah. you're the devil, if anything. I'm the angel. That is absolutely bullshit. <laughs> to be fair, what's really funny that you guys saying that is my 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 uh, gallery view is me uh, top right, Brian at top yep, left, same. and and Flavia right below us. So I'm like, yeah. maybe it is. We'll just be like, like if do I turn the this thing. way, and, and you turn the other way, Johnny, and be like, do it, do it, Flavia. Oh wait, I got to do No, no, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I I know that you've had a a crazy couple days, as you've been saying. So we'll go ahead and dive right in. Uh, Well, let's go ahead and rock in. And uh, uh, first off, guys, with coffee, beer or whatever we got, let's go ahead and do a cheers and rock and roll. Cheers. 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 Matcha latte. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Music and Brews. I am your host, Johnny Varik, and as always, I am my co-host, Brian Michael. Oh, what up, bro? Oh, it's weird doing this at a distance, but we're doing this at a weird time of, uh, than we normally do. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Saturday. Saturday morning. Well, morning, sort of. it's afternoon. Afternoon now. But, you know, we normally we normally do these at 8 p.m., so doing them during the day is like, oh. That's right. I'm nice and refreshed. I feel, I feel good to go. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks for accommodating me. Obviously, now we could have done the ATM. <laughs> well, you just heard from her. Uh, the amazing artist. We're so excited to have her on. Uh, so go ahead and give her a round of applause, which I'm sure we'll hear, uh, for Miss uh, Flavia. Woo! As I was, as, even though we just spoke about it, I almost said Flavia again. <laughs> I was like, dang it, no. <laughs> How are you doing today? 
I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm waking up slowly, um, but yeah, feeling feeling great. Yeah, give wow. us a little. You, you re- recounted a little bit about your last uh, or last two or three days. To, uh, give us a little bit about that. <laughs> well, I was yeah, I was out in the EU, which is why we had originally scheduled this for a morning session, and then um, came back to LA to film on a project that uh, started yesterday that I thought would be a super light day. I was like, my mom is visiting. I was like, mom, I'll take you to lunch. No problem. I'll be back in a few hours and then it's like 11 p.m and um i'm still on set so oh, no. it's always lo- always longer than you think it's gonna be yeah uh, are you able to talk about what this project is? Now that you mentioned it, I'm like, ooh. I am no. not, but oh, stay tuned. Nice. I'll be announcing it uh, as soon as I can on socials and all that. So fun. That's awesome. So um, tell us. So where it sounds like just from your bio that you kind of were all over the place, but tell us your kind of like life journey real quick, like where you were from and all that. Um, so I grew up, I grew up in Ireland, mostly partly Italy, but my dad's from the U S my mom's from Italy. Um, and I was living in LA for about 10 years, but during the pandemic essentially took the leap and moved back to Europe. And I've been living nomadically, uh, living my best life, just bouncing between different, um, cities working on music and between berlin paris london spending a lot of time in italy and ireland um and pretty much since the pandemic i you know i've got my portable music studio i can record anywhere and then in in terms of in terms of the acting side of things um you know all my tapes now are remote so it kind of opened me up to be able to live in this way that i never thought would be possible with my art forms and so i'm just on a bit of like a nomadic travel journey wherever i lay my head is home and um getting to work with so many amazing musicians in different cities i now have um building my you know team and my network over that side of the pond after many years in la and working with some amazing artists producers writers and Berlin, yeah, London, Paris, Ireland, and Dublin. So it's been really cool to just, um, yeah, expand my my reach to these other beautiful parts of the world. Wow. Absolutely. That's incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> A lot of jealous people. Yeah, everybody listening is like, wow. Come visit me. I want to do that. Uh, uh, well, sorry, Brian, it sounded like you were going to ask a question. If not, I got one. No, go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we're going to dive a little more into everything, but uh, I'm just going to start off then. So when you started doing music, what was kind of where you you started off and what kind of uh, uh, pushed you into it and what kind of styles were you into? Because that leads into my next question after. (laughs) Well, I started when I was three. So Disney was my jam. Oh, nice. Um, no, but music was very much, um, I think there are people that find their calling and people that their calling finds them as maybe cheesy as that sounds. And my, my mom says that since like before I could speak, it was just always singing. It was always music from a young age. I was like gathering everyone in the living room and doing performances and making fake tickets and charging fake money. I was... I was a baller businesswoman from from the age of five. <laughs> I was like, if you want to see me perform, you're going to have to pay for it. I accept <laughs> payment in the form of whatever mac and cheese or whatever. I was doing. Um, where's, my, where's my cup of mac? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but then I, uh, yeah, I, 
when I was younger, I did a lot of you know musical theater and pantomimes, and then I moved to LA to study music at CalArts, and um, just been a long journey of band to solo artist to you know writing and producing for myself and now i've you know write not only for my project but i write for a lot of other different artists i write for different genres and dj top lines and i write music for tv films so it's now kind of branched out um to be this sort of web of different genres and creative outlets within within music which is really nice and obviously my project is more on the alternative pop side and that is my own personal stories and you know the things that i want to speak out for and fight for in, in the world and in my mind Absolutely. Well, actually, uh, my, <laughs> I had a follow up question, but I'm actually going to change it because I, I, I just had the question of uh, so. So, do, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you just mentioned about what your music, how, how you kind of want to write for your own you know, beliefs and, and standpoints. How is it difficult for you to write for others compared to your own music? Or is there is it just a, a little bit different view or, or kind of what do you think about that? I love it. It's such a different part of my brain when I'm writing for myself and tapping into this sort of well of what I'm going through and it's therapeutic and it's cathartic and it's um, extremely personal and intimate. And when I'm writing for other people, it's like I'm helping put together this cool puzzle piece science project. I get to tap into someone else's experiences and connect and you know, hopefully have them share their, their deep feelings and emotions with me and just help put it all together in this amazing way that then creates this like love child together between our brains. So, um, yes, it's, I love them both. And I think discovering that I love to write for other people and that I love to write in these other different genres under monikers and whether it's for music for TV film or for other people or for, you know, DJ top lines, uh, I just, I write so much and I couldn't possibly release under my artist project, you know, all the music that I, that I love to write. And so it really opened up all these different creative outlets, getting to write like, you know, punk rock projects and EDM projects, and they're all super fun and different. And um, so, yeah, it's just diff- different days. Sometimes, sometimes you wake up and you're like, I've already written whatever, three songs this week about my dramatic breakup or, or, or whatever, or something happy. And I'm like, I really wanted to just go into someone else's mind today and help them put all the pieces together. So it's, it's, it's nice to have the, the, the two of them together. Huh. Absolutely. Do you, um, you know, like, I wonder, so like you, you kind of have, like you said earlier, like a nomadic lifestyle, you're kind of all over the place, constantly traveling. Sounds like in music too, you're like always trying new things and you, and you want to try different stuff. Uh, what do you think led to that? Like, why? Um, yeah, what led to you need, like wanting to do all these? Like, it sounds like you just get bored with just doing one thing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say it's boredom, but I did grow up moving a ton. Like my entire life, I've had to constantly learn to thrive in new situations, make new friends, new school. I've been to so many schools, so many different groups of friends, so many different countries, cultures, languages, just like throw me in the deep end. And I learned to swim. And I think, I think it's not that I get bored, but that I really thrive and come alive with change. I love where some people maybe are really uncomfortable with change. I love being in new situations. I love being in 
I don't want to say uncomfortable situations, but situations that force me to challenge myself. And so um, I think with with music, it's always like, ooh, what what else is there? What else might what else is challenging and interesting that I can expand? Like I'm I'm a lifelong learner and student, and so what else can help me just you know work this brain heart muscle? And I think when something becomes comfortable, that's when I'm. I feel really ready to to expand and try try some new things. So, yeah, um, yeah it's not it's definitely not boredom. I'm never like I would never be bored of just writing for my artist project. But um, I just think there's there's so much more that I can also yeah. tap into and help others tap into. And that's um, yeah. So it's yeah, it's totally. the gift and it's fun and yeah. Right. <laughs> I think I think too. Like because because I kind of relate maybe. Yeah, I, I relate like because I, I I like to have change, and I think it I think it helps create creatively too. Like to um, because if you get stuck, experience in a, different things. Yeah. yeah, if you get stuck in a rut, it's it's good to just like switch. Like we talked about this the other day. Like if if you don't know what to write, like pick up a totally different instrument. Like just oh, yeah. pick up a random instrument and see what happens there. Like. I think that's true creatively. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, and well, with that said, like, like I'm sure all the traveling and, you know, experiencing what you've experienced has to affect your music. Like everywhere, everywhere in the world has different music and different styles, different areas. Yeah. Has that affected that? Absolutely. I mean, I love world music. And by that, I mean, like, I just, you know, I've done a lot of, sort of backpacking in India, Southeast Asia, through Europe, um, South America. And so there are certain sonic elements that some of my songs have that um, maybe have hints of different parts of the world that I've been in that I just love certain instruments and sounds and then taking them and affecting them in a, in a way that um, maybe morphs their original sound and you know, put it, put it through a synthesizer and make it, make it kind of different. But, um, uh, yeah, so I definitely, it's one of the things, these things where I think it has to have affected me on a subconscious level. I don't always know in what way it affects me, but yeah, my entire life has been moving in different countries and cultures. So I have no doubt that that's just a part of my worldview and my experiences and like a part of like who I am. So, uh, and also I just, when I'm traveling like this, I have so many experiences on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. I mean, I'm I'm country hopping, city hopping. I'm making so many new friends. I'm having. I'm on like this like super overload of experiences. So I've definitely been writing like crazy. And I mean, I'm always writing a lot, but there's just so much to pull from. There's never there's never a dry moment of like, hmm, what could I possibly write about today? Right. <laughs> so yeah. that's really really nice. That's yeah. it. That's interesting. So, so I'm trying to think because, like, I go the opposite way. I tend to be somebody that likes a little of routine. So then when I go to write, it's like, oh, damn it, I got nothing to pull from. It, do you ever have, like, an overload? You said that you're, like, overloaded, but a, a, a moment where you're like, should this, this, this? Like, like I don't know. And then you're trying to mix and match almost. Like, as you said, like a puzzle piece. You take all these experiences and try to, like, fit them in? Or do you pull from any specific moment and, and kind of experience all that, like, when writing? Yeah, I think um, I pull from multiple experiences. Sometimes a song is like a Frankenstein of different uh, feelings, experiences. And I'm like, ooh, remember that? person was where and sometimes it's not even like for example how do i put this into like 
a way that people can understand, but if I'm writing a love song, um, I might be pulling one verse from this, you know, stranger that I met where there was like really beautiful eye contact, you know? And then the second verse is like someone that I actually liked and had. So it's, it's not always, I'm, you know, I'm really using imagination to, to create these things. Some, some things might be a conversation I had with a friend, but that can be turned into this or you're exaggerating things and making them higher stakes. Like someone that you met for five minutes, all of a sudden the song could be the love of your life. That's like star crossed lovers that you met on the street and they went the other way. You know what I mean? So it's, it's also dramatic. Like even in film, they talk about high stakes. So I'm taking things that are like, Hmm, I'm kind of curious about this person. What could it be? And then in my song, it's like, you are the love of my life. <laughs> um, so, right. Yeah. So yeah, there's, I definitely, the thing I struggle with is sometimes with an overload of, of things that I'm going through. It's, it's feeling like, ah, I don't have enough time to capture all this. There's so many ideas floating through me and, and often not being in spaces where I have my instruments and traveling like this makes it hard for me to feel like I have the time to just sit and write and like take it all from my brain and put it onto the page. So for me, the hard part is finding moments of routine within this sort of wild way of living right now and just making sure that's why even just like waking up and having an hour in the morning to do my meditation and journal and ground myself is really important to me because um it's always in a different house waking up in a different bed city and so just making a home in my small way wherever i am in the world you know i have my few things my my kimono my special blankies my journals and my books and anywhere i go whether it's like a hotel room or a friend's house or wherever I am in the world as long as those are like set up around me then I feel like okay I'm home now I've got my my few little things so just finding finding little bits of routine wherever I am helps me you know feel like okay okay I'm everything's normal (laughs) Uh, well don't don't worry you're spending your morning uh, meditation with us which is just as good yes thank you I think we're a, we're a bit much for a meditation job, but <laughs> I think some would say that it's it's uh, you know it, we're 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 the obstacle that you need to meditate through. Right, <laughs> you know, oh we're part of it. Yin and Yang, Johnny. Yeah, we. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think that's related to meditation, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> sorry that got me. <laughs> um, so traveling so much. Um, this is more of a logistical question, maybe a boring question, but is it hard to build a fan? Like usually like when a, when like a band or something needs to build a fan base, they like start locally and they kind of start building and then they move outward because you're always moving around everywhere. Is it hard to get a, a, a fan base together or does the internet help maybe, or, um, yeah, what's that been like? I think on one hand, it's easier. I'm like directly connecting to source in all these cities that I'm living in and creating community and networks and friends and yeah, just people that I'm meeting along the way. And on the other hand, it just doesn't matter with the internet. You can be anywhere in the world right now. That's the beauty of 
of that's one of the perks of social media and the internet is um you know it just doesn't matter but i'm also not i'm not playing a ton of shows right now i'm not doing not touring um at the moment it's coming up soon but um so i think once i am touring this lifestyle definitely has to shift i probably need a base somewhere so that i can then the touring is my traveling i think if i were traveling on tour and then all of a sudden being like okay now i'm traveling everywhere in life it'd be like ah yeah um so yeah i think that'll shift but for the moment that i feel really lucky that somehow the pandemic because before pandemic i was playing a ton of shows in la i was constantly performing and i had travel dates and um and so shows have kind of shifted since the pandemic um and somehow both of my industries even though they they there were a lot of things that were unfortunate that happened for music and tv and film in the pandemic and our our industries really suffered there was also a lot of things that um helped me set myself up to be able to live in this life in this way that i thought kind of wasn't possible i thought i always had to be in la and i was able to make the move back to europe which i wanted to do for years and you know set myself up over there so it's really yeah really nice So you found like a, a nice silver lining between all of it. Now you have a silver lining, like a, like a good uh, improvement. Like, yeah. Uh, like a, like a, a whole new cloud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, uh, let's go ahead and type over then. Uh, you just uh, literally just said the, the, the uh, sentence of your, your two industries. Talk a little bit about how, um, you know, going for performance and acting and doing music, how those intermingle and, and a little bit about uh, how you got started in, in, in acting as well. Yeah, I really love, I love the merging that, that I have the two worlds. I feel like with music, I get to tell my stories to people, to the world. And with acting, I get to tell other people's stories. And it's just so cool. I get to tap into a whole different side of my you know, empathy and compassion for human beings and, and curiosity, trying to understand different um, kinds of humans and what we all go through and experience in the world. And uh, even though they're both, you know, performance-based art forms, yeah, they're just so, so different. And I feel really lucky to have the two to to work from and shift into. I feel like it helps neither, neither sides of my art ever gets stale because i always have the other to kind of you know switch into and focus on um and yeah they've always kind of gone in conjunction since i was a kid when i was younger like i said i did a lot of musical theater and pantomimes and performances on stage and so the music and the acting were kind of merged and then when i got to la they really the first few years they became super super separate and i was it was either my music or my acting and i kind of didn't it felt, I felt a little bit torn between the two and somehow now it feels like it's become this beautiful blend. Um, but I've also been lucky that they haven't, I haven't had to choose. It hasn't been like, okay, do you want to do this film project or go on this tour? And I'm sure at some point that day will come, but, um, for the moment it's, it's, it's been super symbiotic and, and lovely to, when I'm super hectic with music and releases, all of a sudden I book an acting job. I'm like, Oh, nice. A breath of fresh air. I can kind of let that, the music keep rolling and do things and really focus on, on this project right now for a month or for however long. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's, it's really nice to have both of them. 
That's honestly, that's really fascinating to me. Like, because uh, <clears throat> we 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 talk a lot about like having a little bit of. You know, as somebody that's like, I want to make it, I want to do music. And then it's just, uh, you know, your, your music, music, music you have uh, and you burn out a little bit because you have your like day job and then music, day job, then music. But you are actively working two passions and you have like a relief from one to work the other and then you relief from the other to work on one. So that's awesome. I think that's actually incredible. Thank you. Um, yeah. I'm really impressed. Um, yeah. Sorry. It's cool. They get to merge sometimes too. Like I get to play artists and i get to play um sometimes you know singers and artists in projects i obviously go out for a lot of those because because i do both and so that's really fun when i get to merge both worlds in one and um so yeah they definitely some they have times you know when they when they get to come together Hmm. what kind of what kind of stuff do you act in like uh, movies or tv or just kind of everything both movies movies and tv yeah i just shot a film in new mexico a couple months ago called lonesome soldier that's going to be coming out uh, later this year i think um and yesterday i shot for a tv project um that I can't announce yet. You know what? If, if it was night and you were drinking, we would have gotten it. <laughs> I stand uh. strong. <laughs> so yeah, both. It depends. I, I shot a film last year in Cyprus, um, a horror film called Ghosts of Monday. That's also coming out in, I think, September. Um, so different, yeah, different kind of whatever whatever will happen <laughs> do you uh uh ls brian you want to jump in but uh is there any uh are, so because you did musical theater are you doing any like like plays or musicals or anything more more theater oriented you know not really la unfortunately doesn't have a big theater oh. world and so in the 10 years i was living in la that just wasn't really i kind of lost touch with that side of things, even though that was my, when I was younger, that was all the rage, um, and what I grew up on. So, uh, yeah, it's been more focused on TV film. I really am passionate about that. And I think at some point in my life, I definitely would love to make the shift back into theater and do a project, but I want to get my footing a little more, uh, in the industry before, I think tackling their, their theater projects are such an intensive, you know, months of work and, and um, yeah, I want to be in the right city for that. I think LA, LA isn't the right place to do that. So um, down the line, it'll definitely happen, but I want it to be for the right project. Any uh, dream uh, play or uh, yeah, any, any dream project that you have for like, like uh, any of the like older musicals or anything like that? You know, I'm just so out of touch with, I love, I just grew up love, I mean, love, love, love musicals. And anytime I'm in London, I try to, you know, catch something um, that's on because it's obviously, they have, they have such incredible musicals and plays, but I'm a little out of touch just because LA just, it's so hard in Los Angeles to, to watch great musicals and theaters it's just crazy that new york has all of that and i'm it is primarily in new york so i don't even know enough oh of them you have to have to... something yeah okay something. i mean wicked is my absolute okay. <laughs> like i adore wicked um so 
Yeah. And a lot of the Disney stuff, like I said, I just started when I was three and (laughs) still going strong with Disney. Um, But yeah, definitely Wicked has always been my my kind of first first love and the on the musical i love it front yeah we uh uh no i love that you need to go back we did a top 10 of our favorite disney songs right yeah, yeah we did yeah oh my god so we, we did it a list of, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the yeah the songs from any of the disney movies okay best disney soundtrack oh off the top of your head I want to say Lion King first. That's the one that I like sing and quote the most. I literally like anytime I'm holding anything, one. I'm just like, pause when you're yep, yep. <laughs> Like if you ever pick up a little dog, you just got to do You're like, it. yeah, you got to do it. <laughs> anything. If I'm like passing a bowl to someone, I'm like, it's just like, <laughs> um, so that, that one gets, gets, gets overused in my life and my world. Um, so I want to say Lion King. Yeah. Mm. Many good That's ones. incorrect. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tell me, what is it? What, what is Sorry, it but you're wrong. I, well, in our list, I think I had like three songs from Mulan. I think Mulan. Yeah. Oh, I love Mulan. I mean, love them all. Fantastic. Yep. yep. But that's because like Christina Aguilera had so much of Mulan's great songs. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think my personal favorite is still Beauty and the Beast. I never. Oh, there's something about Beauty and the Beast that I just didn't. I wasn't oh, into. Johnny hey, just well, wishes he was Gaston. That that is true. <laughs> like, not, not, not as bad of a version of it. I'm like the nice one. You're the nice Gaston. Okay. I'm the nice Gaston. The not not. I'm the not be- a prick. I'm the beast. I just want to be alone in a big castle <laughs> with talking. I was gonna say with your ta- talking. At, uh, <laughs> I think the ones I sing next most are Little Mermaid. Those are just Ooh, so good. Yeah. songs. I've never been a fan of the Little la, la, Mermaid. La, 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 All about I love Lion King, love Mulan because my number one I think is uh, Make a Man Out of You. Is Make a Man Out of You because that song and that's just that's the so song good, so perfect, so yeah. perfect. And reflection, oh, God, don't get oh, me started. Reflection. I mean, can anyone in the world ever look in the mirror and not sing that song? <laughs> I mean, I I don't because the mirror would break. <laughs> it would not be good. Johnny's guest on. He looks in the mirror and starts singing. <laughs> oh no! I start flexing. <laughs> I would be the teacup in Beauty and the Beast. I love that teacup. Oh my god! All right, I feel like we're falling off the rails, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. This is worth it. <laughs> it's Disney. <laughs> oh lord! Well, drive back. Uh, uh, I'm assuming Brian, you got another question. If not, I will jump in. Um, no, I mean, I was just going to take it, uh, to, to your music. Um, I, maybe like talk about your latest single, um, stop yeah. talking. Um, I love, by the way, the artwork of that, where it looks like yes, a metal, I talk a metal about song. That. So good. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, um, my, for my, my music, it's really important to me. I do a lot of, try to do a lot of activism work and especially through my music, talking about important subjects that, um, people are maybe afraid to address to the masses. A lot of my songs have elements of whether it's queer rights or um, feminism or my song Nameless isn't about an abortion I had and talking about that experience and what that's like. um, It's just really important to me to tackle, important to me to tackle these, these issues that are so much a part of 
who I am and what I care about and try to be bold and brave and, and share things that sometimes might, might instigate a reaction that is not wanted. But um, yeah, that's a really big part of, of my music. And I just can't do song after song. That's just like in the club, you know, I have to, (laughs) I have to, in the world we're living in now, I, I want to be able to, you know, talk about really real issues and, um and bottle them in this fun danceable pop song that like hopefully anyone can relate to even if they don't dig into the lyrics but if they are willing to dig in then maybe there's something to a perspective or a point of view to to try to uh empathize with or understand um and yeah my next single coming out next month you heard it here first Ah, exclusive um it's well, we're, gonna the, we're gonna have to release this like right away then because we're, i'm like oh crap do we gotta <laughs> um it's called sepulveda and it's a co-release with an amazing artist named cami Patton. um we, we just, just we, we literally just interviewed her <laughs> how weird that is so fun did she mention the single no no i'm gonna have words with her uh, <laughs> i don't oh, think she did starting- we're starting to fight now. We're starting God, to this fight. is a good episode already. We yeah. should, let's get her on here. Oh, that's so um, funny. That's cool. Yeah, so that's called Sepulveda. It is a banger sauce, if I do say so myself. It's so fucking good. Um, oh, so good. So we just excited. finished the mix yesterday, so and the artwork, nice. and so it's it's all coming together. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's that's a super fun queer bop. And then I've got a slew of yeah singles coming out after that. But um, and I released a few months ago my EP called "Suck My Feminism." Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's. that's when when that's you were list. talking about like what you believe, and I was like, "Well, you do have an album." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my first EP was was a really like queer centric themed uh, EP called "Out Loud," yeah. and then I was like, "Hmm, how can I make this even more?" Ah, suck my feminism. <laughs> so, um, do you? Yeah, do never kind of want- moment. Yeah, do you kind of want to have that like? Like, I feel like that's a thing in punk rock where you kind of want to push buttons a little bit to just kind of get a reaction. Or is it just kind of like, do you kind of have a motive to do that a little bit or is it just naturally? No, like, it's not it... intentional. It just like these are the, so often the songs that come out that I'm really passionate about are when when the world that we live in pushes my yeah. buttons. And and I feel the need to I feel really lucky that I'm I'm an artist that I can take anything I go through hard, beautiful, um, traumatic, and I can take that pain or beauty and bottle it into a song and share it with the world. And I hopefully, you know, feel, make someone feel less alone or make someone have, um, a beautiful pep in their step on any given day. So no, it's not intentional. I think, um, if it were, it would, I don't know, maybe feel forced or, like I was trying to be this rebellious something, which isn't, isn't the case. I just really care about certain issues and feel the need to talk about it. And when those songs come through me, um, yeah, just, it, that's, that's just the way, the way it goes. But, um, I definitely, the last couple EPs were, 
were hard. There was a lot of intense issues that I talked about publicly and um, fought for. And I feel, I feel ready for this next EP to just be, I think, you know, we've had a hard couple of years and I feel ready for this next EP to be full of kind of love and, and, fun frivolity i don't know i've been on this like i said you know travel travel journey and i just have a lot of exciting fun experiences to share so i think who knows i think this next ep will be a little lighter but um but you never know until it's until we're in the we're in deeper yeah. into the making what what's going to happen right do you yeah. have oh go ahead brian i was just saying i think we're in an era um I think it goes back and forth between like speaking out a ton and then just like let's just have fun and dance like yeah. <laughs> let's, let's yeah. love totally. each other yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, well, in that realm, do you have a trouble ever like like switching back and forth, especially because you because you wrote or you write for other people a lot, like uh, the <clears throat> topics and and the things that you're talking about and so on and so forth. Is it hard to flip back and forth between the the, the mindset and the feelings for each? Sorry, between the mindset and feelings for what? Oh, for each song that you're writing, whether it be for yourself or or do you just kind of feel what's happening in the moment for whenever you're writing for yourself or for others? No, I just, yeah, I just kind of feel into it. Um, there are sometimes where it can be hard to to let go of songs. Uh, that's that's a huh. that's definitely a thing. Songs that I Wait. write that are what my mean? babies. That's what. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. Like for yeah. other oh, artists, I think. Oh, oh yeah, I see, I see. Someone else is singing. You know, it's like on one hand, you're like, yay, my baby found a home. Um, because like, like I said, no. I have more than I could release. <laughs> yeah. But you're also like, my baby found a home. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but no, switching between the mindset, that's, that's fun and that keeps things really fresh. I think, I think it'd be really hard if, you know, five, because writing music is so often like my nine to five job, which is really cool. And so if I were five days a week, you know, having to really dig into my core and what stirs me, that would be, I think, so exhausting. And I feel it sometimes even on a week where I'm like, whoa, I have three, three sessions that are for my personal project. Like it, it starts to feel heavy. So switching it up with either writing for other people or, writing for sync or DJs where I can just like, it's some, there are certain aspects of the writing that really feel like I am a scientist picking or, or a chef, like putting all these ingredients together. And I'm not, not, I'm not super emotionally attached. I can even make up stories. I'm like, Hmm, what about, there was this cool thing that happened in the film last night and this way that the relationship happened. So I can completely use imagination or I can tap into my well of emotion and, Sometimes I'll write a song that I love that is like, you know, I'm like, oh, this is a perfectly constructed pop song, but I don't have, because it's made up, I don't have the emotional attachment to it. And those ones are hard. I have sometimes where my team's like, this song is so good. You need to release this. And I'm like, but I don't feel anything because it was, it was really fun to write because it was, like I said, you know, a moment of just pure imagination and creating the story out of that's, that's where my acting side, I think really helps is I can, I can actually create characters and scenes in my mind and then write a song as if this imaginary two people or person has experienced it. But sometimes those songs are, I can't see how good they are because I don't have the emotional connection to it. And I think for my, my own releases, the emotional connection is really important if I'm going to fight for this story and release it and talk about, talk about why it's important to me, you know? Yeah. That's interesting though. Cause 
um, I mean, there are lots of artists that just don't write at all, and they and they kind of do act like like their whole thing is like a persona, um, and they they sing songs that just, they just kind of <laughs> pretend not pretend like they they just portray it. So it's interesting that you've kind of <clears> like <throat> chose like no, I'm basically just gonna commit to like what I've. Done. Well, <laughs> well, like to add to that, it's funny because you're like an amalgam of these these things, uh, yeah. like like because uh, we, yeah, as Brian just said, we always and there's always this conversation of like songwriters feel what they feel and write it out, and that's how they make these songs. Artists are a lot of people that take these songs and are able to portray them the way that they're supposed to be portrayed so on and so forth. But you like are like writing these songs also writing for other people, but, but taking on and imagining these things and, and really making them real and then also making them real in music. It's wild. Yeah. Thanks. So like, with what what I said, when when you're writing, you, you said that that you like take these ideas, a, a, a interaction with a person, and it's a you look at each other for two seconds, but from there you can <laughs> turn it into a big thing. So with your imagination and 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 writing out uh, a song like that, is it like when portraying this? Are you way like I you just mentioned a little bit ago, just like like being hard to sing a song if you're not feeling it? But uh, do you ever take your imagination? in with uh with a singing project and able to try to experience it through that or or how do you try to 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 cultivate that what do you mean take my imagination with a singing project so if you're able to write a song through your imagination uh or you know you said you you said kind of kind of expand upon like a, a single look you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you do a look and you're like, okay, we're going to write a song and this is what I'm going to blow it up to. Johnny, but when you- I have to tell this story real quick. Did you know Hey There Delilah was written like that? It was. What do you mean? You know, you know the song Hey There Delilah? Hey there Delilah, what's so it like in he, New York City? He met this girl for like one little moment and wrote this whole song about her. Really? And, wow. and, he sent, and he sent it to her thinking she'd like it. And she was like, you're a creep. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> well, don't worry, I'll make millions off yeah, of Yeah, and then made millions off It's funny. Anyways. You know, if people knew if the, the amount, because, you know, there are some days, some weeks where I'm writing five, six, seven songs. And I just need, I need juice. I need to, when I'm writing that much a week, I'm like, okay, what, what, what's one little thing I can build up, build on? And so... If people knew the amount of people that have inspired a song and that have written stuff about and made it just like a thousand times more dramatic than it was, yeah, yeah, they would yeah. absolutely think I was a total creep. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's there are people that I've, you know, just had completely <laughs> friendly, seemingly platonic encounters with. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You are my star cross lover with the stars, you know? <laughs> So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of people that have inspired songs. And if you've ever even been on like, I mean, don't get me started. If we've even been on like one date, there's probably two songs about you. you (laughs) I was going to say, are are we we starting to uncover that musicians truly are the creepiest of people? (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's no, we're unstoppable. (laughs) Well, I do that too with me and my wife play music and I'll, we know we kind of understand. Thankfully, we both write music. But like we'll we'll have one fight and we'll both write songs that are just like so angry and we're like I don't I'm not gonna kill you or anything but check out this song I just wrote. Oh yeah, with my partners in the past, like whatever we go and I'm like so proud. I'm like, look at this amazing song I wrote. I'm like, oh, it's about the, like the argument that we just had. 
And then, like I said, like, everything uh, gets exaggerated. Like, uh, so yeah, so the argument is like, this is this is the end for us. And they're like, oh my god. I'm like, oh, don't worry. This is just you know, I had to raise the stakes and da 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 da. I'm like super excited about the song. They don't understand. They're, they're having to process the fact that like they're like, oh, this song. I really like this song. And oh god, are we okay? Yeah, what's it's going like, on? And, right. and it's just so many things. And I'm like, oh, check it out. Wait, is there ever is, is there ever a time where where you've like released a song of that sort while dating that person still? All the time, but yeah, and, then, and so they have to like <laughs> listen through it every time. But do you ever in a, fight, in a fight you just turn on that song and then walk away? I haven't, I haven't. That's a good one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that in my back pocket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I always thought that, like, with how Taylor Swift writes about her exes and they're like huge songs, and they gotta hear that just like walking into a gas station. Yep. Like, God damn it! You just <laughs> have to know what you're getting in in for when you date an artist. I mean, there's yeah. some really beautiful moments where I'm like, hey, remember that? like day at the beach we had a night at the beach and then you write this stunning song about it and it's like a beautiful ode to you know your partner and then there's also like oh you didn't want to you didn't want to do the dishes yesterday all right well (laughs) watch watch what i do next play (laughs) so you get you get both sides of the coin but yeah if you're if you even like walk within, you know, my, my bubble five within a few footsteps of my, of my viewing range, you could be fodder for my songs. You yeah. just never know. <laughs> That's so fun though. That's so fun. It's like, <laughs> Oh God. If we start getting, if we hear a song that it's like that shitty interview I had, I'll be like, Oh no. <laughs> Douchebags and tank tops. Like, what the? Right. God damn it. <laughs> also, that's a goddamn song right there. Douchebags Douche and tank tops. tops. That's that a is. great song. Or a skit. Ah, oh, see, damn it, Johnny. We got to do a skit. Yeah, we I keep telling Johnny I want to start a skit thing on YouTube, but as anyway. I kind of think you can only ever wear tank tops now in your interviews. I think this is the new be, thing. I mean, thing. I'm not gonna lie, it's like fifty well, percent to eighty well, percent. This is our music and bruise uh, tank mm. top, so we have our own. Cool. Ta- so yeah. he got them made. We're all ready. Yeah, I don't know where they are now. Next but. next shirts you do, you're gonna have to cross out the music and bruise and just write douchebags and tank and tops. tank tops. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah, it can't be in and <laughs> oh, man. Um all right, we are getting close. I don't I wanna make sure we don't take up too much of your time. We're having too much fun, guys. This is it's, this it's is shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> so I I wanna ask though about um nerd out about yeah. the music a little bit. I yeah, yeah. a lot of your um I love like the the music part. I mean, I love every all every aspect. But I'm saying like the music part is so good. The production and you said you do producing yourself. Did you produce and write a lot of the music in in your projects, or did you work with other producers, or how how uh, or do you do both? <laughs> a mix of a mix of everything. Yeah, I I co-produce almost everything that I have released. There's a few that. Um, I didn't co-produce, but for the most part, I'm pretty heavy handed in the production and, you know, knowing either starting with the demo myself Mm -hmm. um, and then sending it to producer to finish it out or just being in the room together and creating different uh, parts. And sometimes I write a song completely on my own on piano or starting with my own production, in which case, yeah, I'm, I'm heavy handed on like the music side. And other times I'm writing songs with a producer where they're making, you know, they're writing the chords and I'm writing the top line 
So it just kind of depends. Like I said, I, on the whole thrive on change thing, I really love to write in as many different ways as possible, be it with, you know, alone on my piano or with producers or with writers or starting with a beat and then writing on it or starting with the song and then creating the beat. So just try to keep it as eclectic as possible. Um, but, but yeah, I, I definitely love to be a part of, every part of the process which i'm i'm trying to learn to to let go at certain stages because it's it makes it really time consuming it's 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 hard when you're you know involved in the writing and the recording and the production and the mixing and and obviously all the artwork and the releases and the social media but i'm slowly you know building the the, the right and wonderful team around me to to be able to know, like know that these things um, that I can kind of trust other people to take it away. But yeah, I love the production side of things. I really, I discovered a few years ago um, through not being able to find the right producers for my sound. I was working with so many people and I'm like, I just don't, I can't find the right people for my sound. And I was like, well, do I even know my sound? Like in a sense, I know what I don't want, but I don't necessarily know what I do want. And that's when I went into this little like cave and started producing and started going through all these sounds myself and realizing like that, that is, I love that sound. And that's, oh, that's yeah, something yeah. that my ear knows so clearly what sounds I do like. Um, so it was when I started producing that really shifted things for me where I was able to really communicate and hone in on what my, what my sound is. Yeah. That's a really unique uh, ability because a lot of people are so not like, especially a lot of artists and songwriters. They they just can't, they don't know to trust that gut instinct, that ear saying that right there. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting. I've been, I've been kind of working on tapping more into my intuition in, in the last year or two of my life. And it's so bizarre how with my music, my intuition is so strong. I just know right away what I want. And then in life, all these other decisions outside of music, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm know trying to, to, to bridge the gap and just trust that initial feeling of, of yes, that's it. You know, it could be, it could just be like a weird synth sound but if your body goes ooh, then that's like all these decisions in music they're so arbitrary like the it's incredible the way songs come about it's just a series of accidents and you happen to play this one sound and then you happen to get an idea for this one melody that is the synth hook and it's all just a series of random choices and if you start to second guess yourself every single choice you're making along the way i'm like oh well could this be is there a cooler sound and could it be better then you're just never gonna like just that so much of music is just trusting those moments of like huh oh that's kind of Mm -hmm. cool and Mm -hmm. going with that and then move on and then make the next one and um yeah so yeah if you overthink that process then you just would never finish a song (laughs) yeah yeah i mean Go ahead, Brian. That's, I mean, that's that's great advice. I mean, even for me right now, <laughs> I think uh, getting perfection anxiety is definitely one of the worst things creatively to to get. Um, and like you said, like like I mean, especially when you have plugins and and like you, you there's literally thousands and thousands of sounds. Yeah. Just like sometimes you just gotta trust your gut and be like. <laughs> This is it. This is the sound rather than yeah. go through all thousand and never pick any of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's, there's uh, the, oh my God, I cannot remember this guy's name. Uh, so the producer that Max Dan Dirtoff. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, not Max Martin. Damn it, Brian. There are other producers. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, there are. I thought um, he did all the songs. <laughs> 
Timbaland. Timbaland, who did uh, so, the, and specifically the the song "Dirt Off Your Shoulders" by Jay Z. Um, he talks about this. One of my favorite things I've ever heard is so he he used a weird set, uh, synth sound that he found. This is you know a long time ago. So it's not like the same plugins. Um, he wrote it out and then quantized it, and the quant uh, the the, the it, it changed the rhythm. You know, like he he did the wrong yeah. like uh, what do you call it? It wasn't like sixteenth. Basically, the gist of it is the rhythm got all kinds of screwed up and weird. And he played it, and he was like, "Oh my god, the rhythm's wrong for what I wrote it, but it's what it, it but it sounds better, or it sounds like what I wanted to sound." And yeah, seeing the instincts of saying this might be wrong, but this sounds good, and then he's wrong, but it's right. Baby. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean the amount of major moments in songs that are complete accidents. And I don't mean accident in terms of, you know, you're scrolling through a sound and you find one that's cool and you go with it, but like actual like glitch in the system or thing accidentally recorded in the wrong place. And all of a sudden it becomes such a crucial part of the song that makes, gives that song um, its unique, you know, ID is, is just, that's the magic. That's the beauty of art. I mean, so many artists can, I'm sure touch on the fact that like some of their greatest moments of genius or, or, you know, important aspects of whatever art form they're creating are just complete accidents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wasn't distortion in general an accident? Didn't some, didn't the amp break and then he just kept playing and it was like, cool. Something like that. Oh, I, I didn't know that. That's awesome. I didn't know that either. I'm like, all yeah. right, Brian, coming in oh, with some wow. good history. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of my favorites is in the Pink song "Razor Glass," and I don't. It sounds like this made of might have been an accident, and then they just recreated it. But the part towards the end, she goes, "So raise your," and then she goes, "Oh fuck," and then it goes back into the chorus because it sounded like she came in too early and. And then they just made it part of the song. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Well, I, love I love that too. Yeah. I sometimes have producers who like extend, just don't stop the recording on accident, whatever. And we just start talking and that always makes it in the song. It's always like yeah. the intro or the outro yeah. of the song. So That's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, there was a, sorry, the last one, I promise. Uh, there's, there's this, there's a song. Uh, it's a, it's a TikTok phenom type of thing, but basically the guy was rapping as this rapper. He was rapping, rapping, rapping and then uh, but he was he recorded it on like a shitty laptop and rapping 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 you know like a gift yeah 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 okay oh right and then his computer like froze but it kept recording and they're like oh he just goes fuck and then immediately it starts back up and he keeps going you know and it made it in the song and made it perfect which is so funny my song switch on my out loud ep the the producer i worked with uh matt and aaron uh, who are a producer duo Theo and the Climb? I there was I think I was starting one of the takes because it's a really risque song, and I remember just being like, hopefully no one can understand these lyrics when it comes out. Sorry, <laughs> and they recorded that, and it was the intro of the song. It was just yes! so good. Yeah, um, it just really encompasses like everything I feel about the song. I'm like, oh god, am I really gonna release this? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna do it, but hopefully no one listens to the lyrics. <laughs> the the so, irony is that now that you said that or now that that's the intro everybody's listening i know i know (laughs) (laughs) reverse psychology go listen to my music by me telling you not to (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so i'm gonna take johnny's question i'm gonna steal your question johnny because because what are you gonna do about it we're nearing nearing the end bitch don't you fucking dare you know which question i'm talking about 
Yeah, I'm assuming, but go ahead. Because no, I'm going to steal yours if, if you steal mine. Okay, deal. We'll, we'll right, switch man. it up. We'll change things up a little bit. Hey, switch, switch. Yeah, last, last two questions. Switch, switch. Oh, not missing my own song. Playing, playing my own song. <laughs> but, but I, the irony, you're wearing the black tank top and asking the good question. I'm wearing the white one and asking the, the, the evil the dark, question. The evil question, yep. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so what song of yours would you say... Johnny's <laughs> laughing. What song of yours would you say that you connect with the most that really speaks to you that, like... Ever since you wrote it, is like this is the song. This is the evil question. This one what? is <laughs> no, not not evil, but just so. It's, it's such hard. a hard question. Yeah. I like love this question. A parent, well, which child is your, your favorite? favorite? <laughs> I know you got yeah. one. I know you got one. <laughs> I mean, they're so different. How do you compare the feelings of, let's say? my song nameless which is about the abortion i went through and my song um of oh my god one of my songs paris girls which is just like which i just released a couple months ago and it's super fun crushing and living my best life in paris they're just to me they're incomparable one is like super fun and loving and and one is about something really hard that i went through that i want to you know share with the world so i've never been able to pick a favorite because they come they come from such different parts in my like body emotion like history trauma whatever um and they're all really important really important sides of of my story and of what makes me me so um yeah and they're also just they represent different parts of my life like i i definitely outgrow songs there's songs that i released a year or two ago where i don't feel the same connection to them because i I already went through that that well of emotion and put it into song and released it and of course like it's it's the 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 quintessential like every song you write is the 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 best song you know the best song ever every day in the studio you're so in the emotion when you're writing it i'm like this is the best song ever and the next day i'm like no this is the best song ever and then later you go and listen you're like oh um well you know tomorrow will be the best song ever so um yeah i don't i don't i can't answer that i'm sorry i've never been able to pick one yeah i think your answer is the next one Brian understood the assignment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Cool. Well, this has been a blast. Oh my God, this has been amazing. Wait, what's the evil question? Oh, we're going to get to it. Don't worry. Yeah, that'll be the very last thing. But before we get to that, um, why don't you hit us with all your plugs? Like, where do they find you, your releases, all the above? Cool. Um, Yeah. uh, Flavia, all caps on anywhere, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon, wherever you listen. Um, Music videos on YouTube. Socials are Flavia Speaks on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, What else am I supposed to? New release coming next month, Sepulveda. With with Karen Patton, make sure. sure When you call her out, you got to make sure that we're part of it. We need to know. Music and Bruce (laughs) threw you under the bus. So... (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah go go stream and save and heart and add to your playlist all that really helps us in the artists um to tell the spotify algorithm that we're loved um so that they want to give us more support um 
And yeah, I got some freaky, wild, weird, hilarious music videos. So go check those out on on YouTube <laughs> to my song Ripe and Switch. And um, yeah, I think that's, I don't know. I haven't I haven't plugged in a minute. So I'm like, am I forgetting uh, anything? Hey, hey, I? No, you hit it all. Uh, ripe, ripe is the song that... that- so, so I I was a fan of yours before Brian. Suck it. Uh, <laughs> right was the song that I listened to that I was like, this song is amazing. Yeah. How did you hear Right? Well, how did you first? Uh, if I not well, no, uh, actually, so I have my own pop playlist. I call it Pop Study, and I just add pop songs. And whenever it ends, you know, it just kind of like like uh, Spotify throws songs through, and that was yeah. the one that came up, and I was like. <gasps> This is great. Add oh. Anyway. <laughs> oh, thanks. See Spotify hooking it up. Yeah. Yeah. Any any movies or TV shows that we can spot oh. you in? So they go. Um, you know, a lot of them are finishing up in production. So, like I said, Ghosts of Monday coming out this year. Lonesome Soldier. Um, both of them are on IMDb, so you can kind of track when they're when they're going to be released. Nice. Um, yeah, and then of course I know you're trying. I know you're trying to get me to say it. But this show is <laughs> oh, and what, what else is coming out? What was oh. that? What was that one you already told us? Say that name. Again. The show should be coming out in November, so pretty soon. All right, cool. I love a good horror movie, so I'm definitely going to keep an eye out. For yeah, go Yeah, cool. Oh, we're excited. Uh, beautiful. With with that said, I'm going to ask the question. So again, we we roll reverse. I don't know how to ask this question. It's weird. Um, so it's weird <laughs> it's a weird question um so no i'm kidding uh so we are music and brews we do uh we normally do this at night even though we're drinking but we normally do this during the evening so we are partaking and enjoying and so on and so forth one of our favorite questions to ask and the last question we'll, we will ask is give us a good drinking story something fun something that, that mm. happened oh. I'm I mean, expecting it could be in any country in the world, I guess. So I, yes. <laughs> when, when, when not drinking matcha and drinking <laughs> the alcohol, tell us what, uh, what, what, uh, give us a good story. Um, oh my God. It's just the, the, there's gotta be so many stories, but when you have to pick one, it's like, wait, which one do I go to? I just can't even think of a single one. Okay. Wait, I need, I need a moment. You take it around. Think of it like a song. Let's just pick from five different uh, times and put them together. What a weird story that would be. Okay. Um, very young. This was the first time I ever tried absinthe. And honestly, I think oh. it was the last. I, <laughs> That's I just shot this morning. Or well, not this morning. When we started, I shot absinthe. That's oh, hilarious. <laughs> um, you know, I was in Spain with my friends my irish friends we would go most summers and um yeah i went to this dive bar had a shot of absinthe completely lost the use of my legs like, i mean when i say they became like spaghetti noodles they they were fully they were just like they wouldn't hold me um and so i had my friend quite literally like fireman carrying me i lost i lost all my my friend, like girlfriends, and one of my guy friends was just like carrying me through the streets of Spain, like bar to bar to bar, this like bar room, and they were on front. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> naturally, he was like, I need to sober her up. And I, I got a kebab. 
and um just started eating it and at a certain point he looks down and i was just like eating through the paper (laughs) (laughs) no idea that there was this entire paper (laughs) (laughs) so um tortillas trying to tell me things that was my first and last experience with absinthe and i'm you know i'm sure it was Maybe the day, maybe I hadn't eaten enough, maybe whatever else, other alcohol I had been drinking. But um, someday, I, you know, I need to muster the courage to explore absinthe again, but it's taken me quite a while. Oh. <laughs> so. It's the best. I love absinthe. It's a, I it's, love that kebab. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I like how he, like, continued to, like, go bar hopping. He's just like, I'll just carry around, like, a backpack. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I don't know, just, like, literal, literal With, like, you know those things that, like, outside yeah. the whatever they're trying to sell? <laughs> yeah. The, fla- the arm flailer. That were would you, be were you just, you know, being, you know, being carried with your bag of, of newspaper? Just, you know, just. <laughs> I, I think, you know, I've actually been carried like this. So that maybe yeah. that's not the fireman carry, whatever that is. The baby yeah. carry. So, so, so you were being carried just uh, like newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, Call back. Full circle. Well done, my friend. God. Well, I will thank you, Flavia. Oh, and, Flavia, uh, you were amazing. Enjoy the rest this of your Saturday. This was a lot Saturday. of fun. I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I'm ready to interview right now. And um, yeah, it was really, really uh, painless and quite opposite, quite enjoyable. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I know that's not difficult, but it was actually really a compliment. Well, next time, next time, because we'll have you back on. Next time, we'll do it not in the morning, and and we'll be much more more into it. Oh, by the way, you said you were doing a tour. Are you coming by Nashville at all? Um, or are you doing like European yet. tour? I don't know yet. Oh, Hopefully both. Right. Hopefully both. But uh, I'll keep you posted. I would love to come by Nashville somewhere. I've wanted to to visit and spend some time. With. Let us know when you're here. We'll 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 party down. Okay, sounds good. All right. Guys, enjoy your Saturday. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Fabia. Have a great great day. Bye. Bye. Dude, no, Flavia, incredible. Jeez. Uh, we've been it's just it's it's funny me and Brian were having this discussion because we've been doing so many interviews a lot of these kind of like meld together not in a bad way not like we're, we're not doing our best job to talk to these people but but there's once in a while some some great insights some really good uh, conversations happening it's just been awesome yeah absolutely and and Flavia uh, definitely like especially her just traveling all over the world and stuff was really cool. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, she has a really cool perspective and, and yeah, it was great. Yeah. Really Absolutely. Incredible. Yeah. So make sure to go check her out because yeah, I love her music personally. And uh, yeah, we're going to be, hopefully we can talk to her again. So fucking funny that her and Cammy uh, Penton are doing uh, I know. thing. I was like, oh, crazy. Yes. <laughs> They're all in a group. I was waiting for them to start to know each other. Yeah, all somebody had to know each other. Yeah. LA's a big city though. You never know. I know. Right. But yeah. uh, Johnny, why don't we talk about what we're drinking before we, before yeah. We so I got myself a nice, uh, uh, wise acre from Memphis, Tennessee. Gotta get up to get down. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a stout. And then I'm doing. It is a, 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 a. Yeah, it's a coffee milk stout. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 
Nice. Uh, we I didn't have a huge amount to drink at home today, and like again, we're we're separate, me and Brian, right now. Normally, I buy my beer on the way there, but uh, but so so Debbie usually cooks with this, like bakes with that, uses it in like her her really her cakes and whatever. And we had extras, and I was like, mm, I'm gonna take it. Nice. Um. Yep. And then I'm drinking also, I'm shooting Pernod Paris, which is basically, and I always call it just an absinthe substitute. It technically should be absinthe, um, but I don't see anything ever on there that says it, but it's in that realm. Oh, nice. Uh, it's absolutely delicious, and it's green. <laughs> and it's green. Um, <laughs> well, I don't have anything to shoot. Like John, Same with Johnny. I uh, don't really have anything to house, but... Um, I did have some, you know what? I just had some easy drink of beers. It's daytime, it's Saturday. So I got yeah. a Blue Moon, Belgian white. Ooh. Um, and it was great. Very good. Um, everyone knows Blue Moon. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, there's not really much to talk <laughs> about it. Because like, I mean, everybody yeah, likes Blue Moon. <laughs> you know, um, I will say, I used to hate Blue Moon until I started drinking uh, like craft beers and stuff. And now Blue Moon is like a, I'm back to liking it. Because it's just a good kind of crisp. And it's not as like, cheap as like a coors or a uh, yeah, yeah. miller you know what i mean it's 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 just it has more flavor and i i yeah it's got a little more more substance to it i get yeah, it yeah i did yeah. But. nice all right bro uh my friends drinkers our followers our followers <laughs> i was literally like <laughs> what if we're a cult now <laughs> <laughs> Our followers, the, the drinkers, the douche, douches and tanks, cult, <laughs> douches and tanks. Yeah, well, anyways, got distracted. <laughs> we always do. The problem, Brian. The problem of being friends. We need to like hate each other to do this because then we're like just trying to get off as fast as possible. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like with a hooker. Anyway, uh <laughs> was that off the top of your head? That was great. <laughs> it was. It was actually. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, that, that was, was good. Great. Gotta save uh, money, bro. Gotta save money. Gotta save that money. Just get off quick. Let's yeah, go. Quick, quick. <laughs> Not by the so minute. much teeth, damn it! I need to get off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Do you think they do that to make last longer? <laughs> hey, Redboy's about to go just chomp on it and be like, like God damn it! I, gotta I mean, start it depends. Over. They, they, and then, and then, uh, a hooker's worst nightmare is, is a masochist. <laughs> Nightmares from Massacres. What a crazy sentence you just said. Okay. Nope. We're done. Oh my God. Damn it all. Why do we always do this? You you know what? Our best comedy always comes after an interview for some reason. Yeah, yeah. That's that's right. Because we're all just so tired and we're just like, just saying the worst shit we can. We have no inhibitions at this point. Yep, it's like, yep, yep. it's not the alcohol, it's the interview work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, friends. Followers, uh, drinkers, make sure to follow us on all of our uh, social medias. I'm going to make this quick. Uh, social medias, give us some five-star reviews and some you know, actual written reviews on uh, Apple Me- uh, yeah, Apple Podcasts as well as uh, give us a subscription. Um, Spotify, all of that is useful, necessary. Uh, we do have our merch on, uh, or we have the merch link on our uh, Instagram, so make sure to follow that. Get some merch. Make sure that it should be all up to date. We got ourselves some good tank tops. Be a douche and tank. Uh, and yeah, douche everything else. Tank. 
I love it. <laughs> All right, Johnny. Uh, Brian. I don't even know what to say with this. This is a, a lot. It was amazing. Yeah. That's what good she said. Sa- a good s- I mean, she she said it, but not like actually she said believing it. it. Just like how you said it. This was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's true, though. Um, no, this is great. Um, Johnny, well, how are we ending this? Okay. Uh, so I've been redoing. Uh, so redoing my ba- my bathroom. Uh, I painted all the walls. Had to fix some door shit because the doors in the bathroom were broken. All this stupid shit. Yeah. And so what I did was I glued the middle, like 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 glued the wood together, and then had to put a uh, what do you call it? like a like a clamp on it. Oh. And this is actually real. I've actually been doing this. Have you? Nice. Uh, yeah. So I put a clamp on it, let the glue all come together, and then uh, the the clamp wasn't like fully fixated. Uh, it kept it together, but then it just kind of like because it's not like a symmetrical like like you know yeah. formation. It's you know it's wood, so it's got all these grooves. So it kind of fell off, and it landed and actually broke the tile on my floor. Oh no! Yeah, I know. So now, what are you gonna do, Johnny? I have to change the floors, and to change the floors, you know what I gotta do? I gotta tear, tear up, up the, the floors. floors. <laughs> All right, cheers.